You're listening to This Week in E-Commerce, Episode 10, Amazon Go, recorded on December 11th, 2016. Imagine this, you pick out your smartphone, you scan a code on your smartphone, you walk into a store, go to a shelf, grab some stuff, put it in your pocket and walk out of the store without doing anything. Good evening, Alex. <laughs> How is the weather in San Francisco? <laughs> Hi, Kai. Yeah, quite good. I think uh, probably 20 degrees uh, warmer than it is in Germany right now, so I can't complain. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. A bit colder over here. <laughs> so, yeah, what I just described uh, a second ago uh, was actually a video by Amazon. Uh, it was a new service, Amazon Go, they introduced, and actually they shook up the e-commerce world and the retail world quite heavy with this. Um, and uh, yeah, they introduced a new shopping concept, uh, which, yeah, uh, I, I would have uh, suspected of coming from a big retailer. And uh, in this episode, we just focus on Amazon Go and we'll discuss it from different angles. So Alex, what was your first thought when you saw this video online? Yeah, first of all, I think it's, um, it's, it's very well done. Um, I think they applied this method, um, which I was reading about um, beforehand, that they basically asked their, their people to kind of write the press release and the website before they start to work on the product. And so you can, you can probably imagine that this, um, the, there's a short summary page on amazon.com slash go, that this page um, was created before they actually started to work on the project. And um, so um, there are a lot of things here that, that are very ambitious and um, extremely technology um, heavy. So you need to be a technologist basically to pull this off, I would say. That's also <laughs> why it's, it's nice to see how traditional retailers um, are kind of scared by that or they try to you know, downplay it maybe now a little bit. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I think we will at a later point, we dive into the different technologies that are used in the store. And um, I think it's just amazing that they, that they did this investment. Um, I think they mentioned four years of working on it. And it's been a few years since they started finding patterns for it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what this can uh, kind of push the whole market because everybody will now has, have to accelerate to not, uh, again, <laughs> lose a big battle against Amazon, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was it was actually really interesting of of uh, reading the press releases because, as, as usual, as something like this happens, a lot of people were chiming in and and uh, telling that uh, this is the death of retail and stuff like this. But <laughs> um, I personally think that this uh, this is not the case. I mean, what what Amazon is doing here is they they are combining um, technologies they they have in house. Uh, and trying to push the boundaries and uh, trying to pull off something pretty revolutionary, right? Um, and I, I, I was absolutely amazed by the way they did this because actually you, you didn't hear anything of this before. And as you mentioned, it's like a four-year uh, trial they have right now uh, in Seattle uh, with their workers. So it's an internal one, but it's, uh, you know, I mean, they built this up and, and it's working for internal uses. And um, I, I think in January, they will open it up to the public. So it, it, it pretty amazes me that this was the first time actually that you heard of it and nothing leaked, uh, which is, yeah, which is really, really amazing. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so maybe um, we don't know when they put the signs up, right? So maybe they just put the Amazon Go signs up uh, shortly before they uh, released it, um, um, the press release and the video. But it seems they must have been testing like crazy this for a while, and it also looks like they. Yeah, so they kind of invented their own small food chain. So yeah. I, would, would, I would say it's probably similar to uh, Prêt-à-Manger, which mm -hmm. you find in the UK and uh, in the US. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I could imagine, like, for example, Prêt-à-Manger being, like, one of the first companies uh, who would be crazy to use a technology like this because when I look in New York, how <laughs> how people are waiting there five, ten minutes um, yeah. at lunchtime to pick up their, their, their ready-made food. Um, this is something that can absolutely be solved by technology like this. But, um, yeah, in, in the beginning, you quickly described kind of the experience. Maybe we, um, we, we, we dive into that a little bit more, mm -hmm. like, of um, this. Because when you watch the, the, the video, and I guess most of our listeners have watched it, um, then you will see kind of the flow, how it works. It's quite nicely explained, but maybe we can just kind of go through that a little bit and uh, explain what's happening or discuss what we think is happening, at least. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, because uh, Amazon doesn't tell too much about all the stuff. But um, uh, the good thing is that the, the US Patent Office has uh, all patents officially. So you can look up the patent. Uh, we will put in a link uh, afterwards as well. Well, which seems to be the base uh, for, for all that. So basically what happens is you, ha you have an Amazon Go app on your smartphone and um, on the entry of, of the store, you, uh, you just uh, yeah, uh, scan a code on the smartphone. So it's basically like the same as you check in uh, at the airport. You know, uh, as you check in the, the plane, you just hold your uh, mobile uh, to a scanner and it, it beeps and then it identifies you. And uh, the same is happening there. So you're identified um, as the customer. And then from this point on, uh, so my best guess is that uh, the computer vision part takes over um, because Amazon just tells that they combine computer vision, deep learning and sensor fusion, how they call it, uh, to make all this happen. So, uh, and um, I guess with computer vision, with stuff that's already out there and is used, for example, in airports and security stuff, uh, you can pretty easily um, track a person and and identify a person even even uh, in a in a in a mass of people so you could, the, the the cameras inside the store can actually track a person um you going uh, to one of the shelves um and grabbing some food and but, but, um, but do you think so think um they, they mentioned like you can use just some kind of smartphone with the amazon go app so you mm -hmm. don't think mm -hmm. they can rely up on Let's say you have the latest iPhone and you could probably rely upon some kind of indoor tracking with the app. So you don't think they do that. They, they probably rely up on computer vision technology here because it's, it's probably compatible with all sorts of smartphones, right? Yeah, I mean, what they, what they actually could do um, is they, they could use some, some indoor um, location with uh, Wi-Fi, for example. This, this would be possible even with older smartphones. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if, if, if they need it because with computer vision, you can do this quite, quite well. And um, actually, also the computer vision part can make sure that uh, they identify the stuff you pick from the shelf, actually. Um, but I guess this is the part where also the sensor fusion comes in uh, because within the shelves, you can implement a lot of stuff. For example, you can put in weight sensors that, uh, that trigger when you, when you get something off uh, from, from the shelf, right? So it says, mm. okay, this item has been taken in this location. And when you know that a customer is standing right in front of it, 
um, you, you, and you also can uh, identify the item via camera in his hand, you have a very high probability that you have the right item to put into his basket. And this so you mean even if it's um if it's a mixed shell, for example, you, it could even work. You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so because I mean you have high resolution cameras today, and uh, if you have enough uh, computing power uh, in the store, <laughs> that's definitely possible, right? Um, but I mean, if you look into the patent, it it also mixes up with uh, you know um, RFID and and other sensors like light light sensors, etc. So you can uh, you can mix up a lot of things here. Uh, which Amazon for sure does. <laughs> I think in general we will know exactly. Um, but I think if if you just throw in everything you have here, um, you can you can have a very good probability of having the right item for the customer to put into his basket. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that that's also f- uh, from the uh, from the patent, which I think they absolutely do, is that uh, this deep learning thingy comes in. So why do you need deep learning for this? Because um, sometimes you may not 100% sure which item the customer has taken, right? So he, he takes yeah. a red, red bottle from the shelf, for example. Um, so if, if you know from his history, which you know because he identifies via the app, what he has bought in the past, uh, I mean, and, and you know, he, he bought like 100 times a, a bottle of, uh, you know, uh, ketchup and not mm. the tomato juice, um, I, I think the algorithm can just say, okay, this is a red ball. I cannot identify it 100%, but I'm 100% sure that this is ketchup and not tomato sauce. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is where deep learning kicks in, I think, in a, in a, in a very simple uh, explanation way. Um, Especially given the, the, the knowledge that Amazon, because yeah. it's linked to your Amazon account, so Amazon has got a lot of knowledge about our purchase behavior. And oh, um, yeah. just just think about what they did with the Dash and with mm-hmm. uh, with Alexa, right? And all mm-hmm. those those um, points of information where they get information about what we order. So mm-hmm. if we, you know, if we typically order some kind of grocery, for example, they would probably know we are more likely to pick that certain brand over another brand if we if we pick something from the shelf. So they could easily uh, use that information to uh, to train yeah deep learning algorithms. I think oh, so. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this uh, again is this comes comes back to 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 Amazon being um, really a, a data collector, right? I mean, they they try to collect as as many data about you as possible to make best recommendations and and, and know a lot about you to uh, to to get you coming back, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I personally think that this is this is one of the motives for actually also doing this. Uh, because it's an interesting angle. Why why is Amazon doing this? Is Amazon believing in uh, in they they themselves have to do retail? I mean, the the funny thing is that there came a rumor up that uh, Amazon uh, wants to roll out like two thousand stores. That was also somewhere last week, and and they immediately uh, demented this and said, no no no, this is this is wrong. We we're not going to do this. We are not interested in doing this. Um, yeah. And the question is, why do they want to do it? And and I think is, they they actually build up a very cool technology stack, which is really interesting for a lot of uh, retailers, especially what you said, like uh, Pret a Manger. I, I I know them pretty well. It's like it would be genius to use it there. And um, I mean, they can sell it to them as a service. Um, and um, actually, in this combination. They they get knowledge about customers from 
other three is from the retailer, right? So they can grab data from, from retail operations without doing them by themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, you, if you look into um, what they typically do, right? So they want to deliver the best experience yeah. uh, when it comes to delivery, for example. They were the first ones that um, offered kind of, uh, you know, with Prime, um, this fast delivery and convenience. And um, they kind of had to build the infrastructure for that with the warehouses and um, to be able to be uh, to, to be able to handle kind of peak times like the holiday season. What then happened is they, they realized, okay, we kind of need to um, cross leverage that and maybe create services out of this for the seasons when we are we don't have to um, to fully fill up our warehouses. So they, you know, created those uh, fulfillment by Amazon services. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's similar to what they did with the with their infrastructure, right? So they uh, they kind of had to build those massive server parks to be able to handle peak hours in the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they thought, okay, what to do with it in the times where we don't need it? Let's just create a service out of that and kind of expose. Uh, our technology to the to the external world and make it available as a service or a platform. So I can easily imagine that this is going to be similar with Amazon Go and the, and the services. So I think they um, how do they call it? Just walk out um, or something like this. They they call the technology. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just walk out technology they call it. So and this technology, for example, is it's obviously something many retailers would like to have, many stores would like to have. And um, now that they made the investment into developing it, and probably it will, given that they are the ones started, they will be easily the ones where that are ahead um, with all the deep learning and the technology behind it. So um, I think, yes, it might become their, a new kind of business for them to provide the, the technology st uh, stack and platform. Mm -hmm. Which uh, which uh, will be really interesting to to get more details on the on the underlying technology in means of infrastructure as well. I mean, the sensor stuff is is one part, but um, as you all know, I mean, Amazon bought a lot of companies in the last years, and they have a lot of the stuff already, you know, inside the company. And mm -hmm. I think they just leveraged uh, parts of of a lot of their their their, their acquisitions here. Um, the interesting part is which we both discussed. Uh, before is um, uh, how do they do the, solve the, the the computing power? Because usually for for you know calculating all this vision data and and putting it together with the sensor data, this this is a lot of computing power you need. And the interesting part is really, do they have a server rack in in the store, which is at the moment my best guess, or do they have it solved uh, with like AWS services uh, in the cloud directly, which uh, would actually surprise me kind of, but uh, would be also pretty cool, to be honest. Um, so this, this is also a very interesting question, and uh, I can't wait for January to, to know it, <laughs> actually. It's, it's a good point, yeah. So I, I know there are other um, kind of companies um, like, for example, Retail Next is a company that um, does in-store analytics based on on the normal cameras that almost mm -hmm. all of those stores have installed for security reasons um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these days. And um, I'm not so sure like how they do it, but I'm. Um, but as you said, so um, I don't think they will be cons uh, <laughs> all the time streaming kind of hundreds of camera streams up to some servers. Um, that then basically do the calculation and feed it back. So I think some kind of on-site, uh, on-site calculation computing power is still needed, given the 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 kind of limited bandwidth um, for for uploading. And I guess that the 
that the resolution of those videos and images are also important for the quality of, of image recognition, I guess. So yeah. you probably you probably don't want to don't want to kind of scale that down uh, too much. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, you you you, me um, um, you mentioned image recognition before. Um, I think they Amazon started in 2009, and also I, I saw this year earlier this year they also acquired um, some image recognition startups. Mm -hmm. And um, I think back then everybody was thinking, oh yeah, they use it in the Amazon app, so you can go into a store and then you take a picture of um, of any kind of product, and then it will pull it up on on the Amazon app, and you can buy it there, right? So kind mm -hmm. of use the <laughs> the showrooming kind of functionality to use other stores. But now it turns out that they had kind of different plans for that, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. so it's kind of also using that technology directly in a store technology setup. That is um, that is taking advantage of image recognition to basically make sure your cart uh, gets filled with the correct products. Yeah, and um, what I think is also quite interesting is um, that I, I think part of, of of this in a very let's say small form uh, a lot of us have already used right because Amazon is doing image recognition for a long time because. Um, Within the app, you can also scan for products, right? I mean, most pe people automatically, because they know it, just put the barcode in there. But if you've ever tried to just uh, kind of video film or photograph um, a book or something, um, the stuff is actually recognized uh, by the cover or whatever, right? So um, uh, Amazon is already like deep into this and, and learning all this stuff and uh, uh, for years now and um, they are just leveraging on, 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 on the stuff they've learned there already I think um, do you think um, do you think that this that this can be applied um, easily to to other kind of products because so they've created their own store and it's all kind of mm -hmm. prepacked food yeah, so yeah. They, they, they you know they are in charge and control the the packaging uh, how how such a cupcake looks like. So maybe that is mm -hmm. also the point where we kind of stopped with your kind of walk through the store. So there's this uh, this woman taking kind of a cupcake from the um, um, from the shelf and then putting it back, yeah. and um, <laughs> then basically taking it and deciding to buy it um, by the end of the day. But um, the system then kind of recognizes what what is happening and adjusts the shopping mm -hmm. cart accordingly, yeah. the virtual shopping cart. Um, so looking into closing or other, um, let's say other, any kind of other um, products you might buy in a store, what do you think? Is it, will this work there too? Or is it something that you need to have a special box for it to make work? Yeah, um, I, I, I think actually it, it can work with, with, with a lot of um, things. Um, what, what, what may is hard is, is for example, fashion industry, right? Where you have clothes like hanging or whatever, because there's that would be pretty hard to um, identify a, a special T-shirt in a size or whatever. Um, mm. If you have like this 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 goods that are in in any way you know packed, boxed, uh, bottled or whatever, I um so where you have like this this yeah boxed kind of thing, um there it could work pretty well because um actually i mean what you can do is um you can you can feed uh, the form and uh, and the colors and everything so imagery of this special yeah, packaging you could feed it in into the system and let the system learn how this looks under different lightings if you just have half of the bottle because you have your hand around it or whatever so you can teach the system which comes into deep learning again right um mm. 
So yeah, I yeah, think I can, that, yeah. that can be applied to a lot of cases. So the interesting thing is actually, um, wh why did Amazon do it with, with the, the kind of products they have there? Um, I think, I, I'm not sure if this was for strategic reasons in, in meaning of this is the easiest thing to, to have at the beginning. It, it's maybe just for a simple reason that, uh, I mean, they just cater their own folks, right? In Seattle. It's most useful, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's maybe just the most useful case to have a big uh, or a huge frequency of, of, of people going there and testing the service. Um, mm. <laughs> can be both. But for sure, at, at this very beginning, I mean, they control the store. It's an 1,800 square feet store. So uh, pff, I, I'm not sure how many how many products are there. But maybe let it be, I, I don't know, two, two, three hundred or whatever, four hundred. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this, this is a bit different from applying this to, let's say, a Walmart, right? <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I think you can apply the, the, the principles and the stuff, but um, scaling the operations is also, you know, very, I, I think it would be very costly and, and very intense to do. Because if you if you if just think about a, a typical Walmart, right? I mean, I'm not sure how many products they have there, but it's it's uh, it must be somewhere six digit. <laughs> so you have uh, upfront, you have a lot of learning to do uh, about the different assortment you have. Then um, you have to be sure that everything you have in the store uh, goes through this process, because otherwise, I mean, people can just grab something and go out. It is, is not recognized, doesn't make any sense. So anything you have in the store must then be recognized by the system, possibly. Um, and also, <laughs> imagine uh, the, the, the huge mass of sensors and cameras you need to, to put into a, a really big retail store, right? So mm. this, is, this is a bit different story, I guess, at the moment. But anyway, I mean, it's, it's a pilot and uh, um, yeah, it's, it, it seems to work fine uh, for the moment. And, and that's pretty cool. So let, let's see how it evolves. So Walmart is a different story. <laughs> yeah, so because you mentioned fashion and in fashion, I think um, you don't only want to know the SKU, like, um, <laughs> um, like, like, for example, in a, in a, in a food store, you, you can, it's fine, right? You just need to know it's yeah. a sandwich and then you charge the money. You're not very much interested in the, in the kind of uh, production history or return process of the sandwich. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> but when it comes to, when it comes to fashion, this is basically a different story, right? You, so you typically have these EPCs. So um, the electronic product code, which is unique to that certain product or um, mm -hmm. to that unit. And um, then you want to know if it's uh, basically um, which, which um, let's say, which jacket it is and um, if that jacket's being returned, uh, if, if it's uh, for what reason. And then you maybe want to go back to your manufacturer to make sure you, you, you see that um, you resolve any potential issues. Um, but... Uh, just thinking about it, when you have this this app, and in this case the Amazon Go app in your pocket, um, I just imagine like you maybe you come from a clothing room, or or you pick it from a from a shelf, um, your jacket, and the app could just send you a push notification saying something like, uh, "Sorry, could you please you know scan the code? I didn't fully recognize <laughs> if it's if yeah. it's which one it is, right? So uh -huh. so there's already technology in place that could solve that issue, I think. And then mm -hmm. because when you walk out. It could just like um, beep you and say, "Oh, sorry, this you know this item. Please, would you be so kind and scan the code? We know you you took it, but we are yeah, not 100% yeah. sure which one it was." So this is, I think, a lot of edge cases that um, <laughs> that, that that they were obviously didn't show in the video, mm -hmm. um, but that are 
pretty interesting to to explore. Um, also with the um, also looking into misplacement of of items, right? So in the video, they yeah. place it back in the same same uh, in the exact same spot. So uh -huh. It's obviously, yeah. I guess, easy <laughs> for the technology to recognize. But what do you think? What happens if they, you know, she would have placed it in just anywhere else <laughs> in the store? That's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, the, the the question is actually um, uh, how exactly the the shelf picking is is uh, recognized and done. So how much they rely on computer vision there? Because um, <clears throat> if they rely heavily on computer vision uh, plus uh, I I don't know a light chain which recognizes that the bottle is taken from this exact uh, space in uh, in the shelf or whatever, um, I I think you you can do pretty well because. Um, if you just imagine you, you, you walk two meters and then you put it back into the shelf, customers usually put the stuff right in front of the shelf. So a camera actually could recognize uh, or scan the store for stuff like this and say, hey, look, there's this red bottle standing there where a yellow one is supposed to be. So please, someone from the store staff, uh, go around and, and look for a mis misplacement mm. here. So possibly that, that's a possibility for sure. Um, but as I said, this is relying heavily on, on, on the sensor tech. I mean, if you have scales, for example, in the bottom of the shelf, this could also work in most cases uh, because yes. yeah, they have different weights. I mean, uh, this could work as well. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cases where we can apply this, uh, but I think it was a, a hell of development work to make this run, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So also, I'm, I'm really wondering, given um, your background with RFID technology, mm -hmm. and um, so obviously, so um, when we just continue the video, what then happens is that that she just walks out, right? So she yeah. just walks out and um, she doesn't have to do any scanning. Uh, obviously, it doesn't look like the products are being scanned again. No. And she just receives kind of the receipt on her phone or confirmation. This is how much money we, we booked from your Amazon account. Uh, given that you just walked out, yeah. so um, maybe we can talk to to kind of the checkout issues or recognition of RFID in that context. Given your background, I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so actually, for the moment, I, I hope I'm not wrong here, but uh, for the moment, I think actually that Amazon really solves uh, the checkout stuff quite well before the customer walks out. So, really, with with picking it from the shelf, recognizing that something has been picked from the shelf and uh, identifying it and at this very moment in your app you you have to uh, the, the system puts it in your in the basket in your app right and uh, what's only happening is at uh, when you walk out the store is the app recognizes that you walk out the store but this can be solved in in other ways so um i mean when i uh, when i worked for for big retail chains we um i was in some innovation groups where we played around with rfid heavily and um I mean, at the, back at this time, everybody was in um, one, was on on the idea that uh, one day you tag every product um, in in a in a store um, with an RFID tag. Uh, you put everything just in your basket, in your physical basket, I so to say, and you just walk out uh, the store, uh, running through some RFID gates. That while running through it, they instantly just uh, scan everything. And then you do a payment. So nobody thought of apps at this point. But the idea was you, you pull, pull, push the cart uh, through the RFID gates. And then uh, at the end of the gate, you have, a, you have a POS in means of a credit card machine. We swipe it through and you have then, yeah, the dollars you have to pay on it. Um, <clears throat> that was the idea. Um, but in, in the, the practical thing was that you had a lot of problems with the RFID tax because 
um, you know, liquids and, you know, all the stuff you have in food packaging, for example, like, like uh, metals and, uh, you know, aluminium and, and all the stuff is not really friendly to um, radio frequency. <laughs> so, <laughs> which means is um, if you, for example, if you have a whole pallet of coffee right in front of you and you try to scan it, you will probably get, I don't know, maybe 40, 50% of all the text on the pallet. Even if you have mm. a very strong antenna because the metal shields the text from each other and, and stuff like this. Same goes for liquids. Liquids are horrible. <laughs> so um, I actually don't think that Amazon is using this technology here um, because also it's quite a hassle because you, every item you have in the store has to be tagged with an RFID tag, right? Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, if you're a fashion brand, for example, there it's okay because you produce the stuff and you can do the hanger tags. And within the hanger tags, you can also do put the RFID labels. But usually in this uh, in this food stores, I mean, you supply stuff that's not your own. You you have uh, guys who l- deliver the stuff to you. And yeah. if if you if you don't say, look, I I take I don't know, thirty million bottles a month or whatever, please tag it for me. Nobody will do it. So if you just have, I don't know, 100 bottles a month or a week or whatever, nobody will yeah. tag it for you. So you have to do it your own. And uh, in this small number, it means usually doing it by hand. So it's, it's, tremendously, uh, it's a tremendous effort to do this. And actually, it's not, it's not very elegant, I, I think. And uh, uh, to be honest, I actually hope that they don't use it and uh, do it via computer <laughs> recognition and, and uh, the sense of fusion. So yeah, makes, the- makes, makes sense. Yeah. So it's the technology. I think it's uh, yeah. It's just with the given the um, the kind of computer power we now have and the with the with all of the deep learning and the image um, recognition and also yeah, as you say, following people and tracking them within uh, within a given camera um, radius. That uh, all those things together just suddenly <laughs> became more powerful. Um, or at least also feasible to be used in that context uh, over just those RFID tech uh, techs that never really worked for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this uh, this experiments never really kicked off uh, anywhere else than in in fashion, right? And in fashion, in mm. most cases, it's for security reasons still. So nobody, yeah. or, or, I I don't don't know anybody who uses it for uh, really for 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 POS uh, or for for checking out customers or whatever. So it's m- yeah. mostly security still. Um, also, I think when you look into Apple stores, um, mm-hmm. so they, you know, they also don't use it. They just basically, um, for example, the one in Central Station in Manhattan, you can just, uh, when you switch trains, for example, you just walk in there, use your, um, use your Apple um, store app, scan an item, uh, pay for it and then walk out. It feels like you you just stole something because you don't <laughs> attack with somebody and you, you just pick it for. And it, I don't really think there's any security, you know, um, automatically security measurements of that either. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe there are cameras or something, but um, it you know it doesn't feel like like there is <laughs> like this. You walk through RFID and they um, and the self protection system was disarmed by you just paying for that product. So that's definitely yeah. not the case, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is a really, um, I mean, I mean, I'm really amazed of all this stuff. Uh, so what I, what I like the most actually um, is um, the angle which Amazon has here or where they come from. Because, um, I mean, you mentioned this in, in our discussion before that, um, Actually, they 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 
push the limit of what's possible with like like retail or payment uh, to a complete new base, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, so it's um, I, I think they very much focus on the on the experience as well, and um, yeah, I mean. If you just imagine in the future you you wouldn't have any kind of of checkout as we know it or register anymore, um, it will will feel so old that you had to line up and wait for somebody to scan your items to then be able to pay for them and then walk away. It's just so obvious, right? Yeah. So the the labor cost associated with that, the frustration from customers, um, just you know any store associate investing ten minutes or maybe even. 30 minutes in, in some stores of uh, ma uh, making sure that, that a customer finds what they want and then seeing them being frustrated by a long line <laughs> yeah. at the register and then deciding, oh, no, I better go to lunch now. I better go to dinner now. I don't want to wait 10 or 15 minutes. It's just killing conversion and the costs associated with this are really high. I know there are some studies around that kind mm -hmm. of like one minute, how much that costs. It's, uh, I don't know the numbers by heart, but um, obviously the costs are immense. And if you could kind of re remove that, and make it more frictionless. I think that is um, that is kind of the future. And in that in that context, yeah, when you were talking about payment, um, we just have to look into Uber, for example, right? So if you are on an Uber ride, uh, you never think about payment. Uh, maybe in the beginning, when you call the Uber, you want to know how much will be the cost. But then once you've you've called um, the driver. You, you, you never um, kind of handle it again, and you don't have to go into a payment process by the time you arrive at your destination. Uh, you just jump out the car, which obviously is a much better experience. And <laughs> what Amazon basically did with Amazon Go is applying that concept to the retail stores. And um, if you compare this to any other kind of payment experience, uh, even if it's as convenient as one touch with uh, Apple Pay or, or Android Pay, uh, even those are still not as good as kind of fully frictionless um, payment where the payment kind of just disappears in those kind of experiences, right? Because you you give the, um, you basically trust certain retailers or certain brands that they will charge you or your card um, or your account only with what you purchase from them. And as long as they are being transparent about that with you, um, you uh, it seems consumers have no problem doing that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that maybe that's the key. So as long as you can, as you are transparent about it and it's more convenient, I think um, people get educated now that this is the way payment should be handled. And that basically <laughs> means it's, it's disappearing. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually, uh, so, Maybe the closing words, but this is why the, why I really love this idea because Amazon just you know they they rethought how retail works from from another angle. If you talk to retailers at the moment, um, so everybody is like, uh, we have to make it easier. We have to connect online with offline. Uh, we we make linebuster applications to to cut the lines down. Uh, we are talking about self checkouts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, which is quite nice. Uh, so, but Amazon just, you know, they just cut all this away and they just thought, okay, so how can I do a retail process where I do not have all this anyway? Because what do I want when I go to a retail shop? I want to have my product and then I want to go out. <laughs> and, and they've just made this frictionless as possible. So, I mean, if, if, if they really, you know, if this really kicks off and, and they open up a couple of stores of this and, and people start to experiencing this. Um, mm. this. This will really set a new standard for 
how the non-checkout checkout will be. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I totally agree. I also think the we are only talking about the consumer kind of um, improvements from this concept, but just also imagine if you have that technology in store, what, what else you can do with the information and the insights, uh, for example, replenishment um, and, and all those things to making sure you always have the yeah. right products available at yeah. any times because you have so much information uh, suddenly at your hands. Um, no, I agree. It will be uh, the technology is there and the kind of digitalization of the stores is going to come and it always needs kind of innovators like Amazon to show everybody what is already possible. And I think uh, this is this kind of was a wake up call for everybody else, I think. Yeah, will be really interesting. I, uh, I, I hope you have some travel arrangements that bring you near to Seattle somewhere from January on. <laughs> so we get some first hand information about this. I would really love that. Yeah, I think we didn't mention that, right? So in January, it's supposed to open to the public in Seattle. So um, yeah, let's see. Um, I don't know. In January, there's NRF in New York, so um, mm. too bad they don't they don't kind of demo it there. But who knows? Maybe they will be there. And uh, but obviously, to experience the real store is is something I guess everybody in the industry is looking forward to. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, folks, I, I guess we're done for today. Uh, that was a nice deep dive into um, Amazon Go. Um, as always, we will post the links um, on our website, uh, thisweekinecommerce.com. And uh, yeah, if you want to keep up uh, the news with us, um, please follow us on Twitter under our handle, The Ecom Week. Uh, you can find us there. And uh, yeah, thank you, Alex, for this nice talk about Amazon Go and uh, hope to hear you next week. Yeah, thanks, Kai. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> bye bye.